Do you have any scars on you that you have no idea where the heck it came from? No. Yeah, I figured it was going to be just me. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was literally sitting around and looking at my hands and my arms and like going over my scars and remembering where they are. And I do that sometimes, right? And it's like, and then I looked over on the other side of my hand and right at my wrist line, I have a scar and I have no idea what it's from. I've gone through like all of my fights, all of my violent interactions, all of my stupid, oh, I'll be fine interactions and everything. And I have one scar that I can't figure out, which I mean, for the number of scars I have on my body to have one scar that I can't remember, you'd think is like, yeah, that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it's not like something I wouldn't be looking at on a regular basis. So it's it's one of those that I'm like, okay, so where did you come from? And, and it's obviously old because it's so – I have to get it in the light right just to be able to see it. And But I can see it, you know, because you can see the little shinier piece of skin that's right there. And uh-huh. it's like, okay. And so I was looking at that. and But you don't have any? None? No. Every, I don't – I also am not riddled with scars. <laughs> I have – I've had like – bruise like a couple of bruises that i haven't known where Mm -hmm. they came from but they're always on my legs so it's always like okay well i must have like bonked my leg into something and just didn't think much of it at at the time that obviously just bruised up a little bit like i had one of those i think it was a couple weeks ago that i was just like i have a bruise on my thigh and i don't know where it came from (laughs) just just was there i was thinking of everything that i did the last you know couple of days and i just couldn't couldn't figure it out so it's just but like that's it like i've i don't have any legitimate scars but i also don't have a lot of scars <laughs> so my the most of the, the majority of injuries that i get are on my hands because i'm always working with things so it's not like i, I don't know i don't i don't i don't hurt myself a lot that phrase like just came to so much light for me based on looking at a scar not being able to figure out what it is and being riddled with scars i have scars that are riddles (laughs) i think i'm not awake yet (laughs) but yeah i no i just like you realize how much you've done in life and things that that are innocuous that i wouldn't otherwise remember if i didn't have a scar or a thing from it like you know this fingernail got ripped off right my pointer fingernail on my left hand ripped clean off you know how I was sitting on my skateboard. I was literally on my skateboard and just tried to stop, and my skateboard just ran over my wheel and mm. took off my fingernail. <laughs> that day would be otherwise not remembered at all, and it was, and it was, you know, it was nothing big. It was, we were, we were using. There was, a, I think it was my parents. I don't want to, you know, call them out, but I think it was my parents. We were on a hill in Vallejo, and we lived on a slight hill. And there was a big, huge oil stain out in front of our house, but it was that space between the two property lines. Mm -hmm. And so somebody's car had leaked a boat ton of oil. And I seem to remember that was when we got rid of uh, the escort. So I'm I'm thinking it was that. But we realized we we would, uh, Toby Toby and I were, were skating on it. And we'd go over that oil patch and realized we turned sideways and turned back in time. (laughs) There was enough oil there that nothing happened right and so Mm -hmm. it was like so it's just just a normal day 
It wasn't anything special. It's not like we skated all the time. We, you know, went around road. When I got my bike, we rode bikes and, you know, he bought a bike to ride with me because I didn't always, I didn't like his driving. I don't think I've ever told you that. that I rarely drove in, rode in his car. I hated the way he. <laughs> oh, no, because he was one of those drivers that. OK, picture me facing forward mm-hmm. and then talking and turning my head all the way to you while I'm driving that way without peripheral. <laughs> OK, that I, I think he like I think he has Cadillac two weeks before he rear ended somebody. So he was not a good driver. So by any stretch of the imagination. So I didn't like riding with him. I didn't like driving with him. It was like he, Fred was good, but Fred didn't care. Fred had a death wish. Fred was just like, meh, life boring. <laughs> Let's see what the next one has type situation. But yeah, so. But that day, I just I remember that it was just such a good day because uh, the ice cream truck, the guy who owned the ice cream truck because you know and i never thought about this and i don't think people realize it's like ice cream trucks a lot of them are parked at people's homes you mm-hmm. know well the ice cream man you know um literally really nice guy he lived right around the corner from me so he would go over one more street and then turn right and he saw us out there playing around and it's like and i and i i literally i joked around i pulled my pockets out i was like i don't have anything today i remember he pulled over and gave us those little triangular, you know, um, um, Minute Maid push pops, but they weren't Minute oh. Maid, but the little, you know, orange ones. And, and we both got the pink lemonade because it was literally, you didn't, we didn't ask for it. So he just gave us what he gave us. There you go, guys. And it's like, oh, thank you. And it was like, so I just remember just sitting there and just, that, that was <laughs> so it. So weird. Because I, I, I don't think I can, like, I don't know. I don't have the same thing. Like, the day that I broke my pinky, mm-hmm. I don't remember anything else about that day i just remember that i was playing kickback like i usually do and i was talking to my friend at the same time and we were you know what friend Tallulah. okay what were you guys talking about i have no idea (laughs) i just no i just want to know how much you actually recall of the day i I don't i don't remember anything else i don't remember i barely remember what grade i was in when it happened Mm -hmm. the only reason that i know that it was fourth grade it was specifically because i remember being upset that it was on my left hand and not my right hand because i wanted to get out of work because i didn't like that teacher oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's right you (laughs) told me that story so no i I don't I don't remember what her and I were talking about. I just remember that her and I were talking and she didn't play games like that. And so I was, you know, she was on the outside of the basketball court where we were catching the ball. Mm-hmm. And so I would go over to her and then when we, they would kick the ball back, I would run over there and go catch it, kick it back and then come back over to her. Like so we I was just back and forth hanging out with her and playing in the game and then it was just one of the times went over there, jumped up and broke my finger. That's it. I, I remember mm. all of the things after that. I don't remember anything else about that day. I remember all of the issues that wow. came with that. Afterwards, going to the See? to the nurse's office, going to the doctor. I don't even remember the the urgent care doctor, but I remember the the guy's face who actually readjusted my finger and everything. And mm-hmm. how I remember the lady's face of the one that said we can't do the X ray if you have a splint in. And it was like my dad arguing with her about. It. I was like, oh my god, he put in a splint that is not visible on X rays, and she just you know argued with him for thirty minutes while I'm just sitting here in pain because I couldn't take the Advil mm-hmm. until they you know figured out if my finger was aligned or not and all that. I was just I remember that. But as soon as we were done everywhere, I passed out, and I, I don't remember any anything mm. else after that. I remember the day that I had to had it all taken off, 
and I had to start moving my fingers so that they weren't stiff anymore. Just, nobody told me about that. <laughs> nobody told you. Nobody oh. told me that when you break something, it has to be in a cast for forever. Mm-hmm. That afterwards, because you're not moving it for months, Atrophy. that it, yeah, yeah, that you just you have to adjust back to using it, and your muscles are literally they won't move. Mm-hmm. You have to keep doing it inch by inch until you finally have full movement again. I remember that because I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't remember like that day. Like it's just so. Yeah, no, I think that's weird. <laughs> like you very clearly remember that day because of that. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, else. for me, like I, I'm going back through it. All of my memories are that way. Like all of my memories are the ones that there was somewhere there was a trauma <laughs> in that day. Like I remember the entire like on the inside of my palm here, and I know you've seen it. I've got a really nice deep scar, and that's from when guy threw a beer bottle at me. Mm-hmm. And I went up to catch it, and right before I grabbed it, it smacked the wood support beam mm-hmm. that was between the, the two tables. And so it broke as I was grabbing it and just went right deep into my hand. Like, I saw it pushing the other side, and I was like, ah, and I was mad. But 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 because of that, I remember I remember what we got on our on the playing pool. I remember who won. I won two. Fred won one. I remember that Toby was pretty much out of commission at that point. He was just not in a good good place. I was pretty sure that like he was trying to see if a person could overdose on weed. So he was doing the best that he could with that. And so you know, I re- but I remember those days because of those. I was like, when I try to think the most memorable days that I've had <laughs> I'm like, like Amy and I on our cruise, the days that I remember on the cruise were when I jumped in the frigid Alaskan waters <laughs> to catch salmon with my bare hands. Remember that day very well. I also remember that the excursion that we did where we went crabbing, where literally the crab pot tried to drag me and another guy underwater. So, oh you know, God. so like those are the things that I remember. But but it's like, you know, the rest of the cruise was meh. We went I, we, we went to the Victorian and we did tea things. And I was like, OK. And I just barely remember like but but the stuff where like the trauma happens like do you get something that's like an adrenaline something i got the whole day like the whole day is in my head so yeah so that's just weird (laughs) (laughs) and with that good morning and welcome to the stupid podcast on everything's morning grind where i am joey and i'm kiki and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time and a lot more nothing this time to start off with than everything but it's our mornings and we talk about our national days so what do we have and how many do we have uh, we have two of them. Okay. So what's our national day? Today, we have National 8-Track Tape Day. So I have absolutely no idea what that is. And so I picked it because I, I don't know. Um, so uh, National 8-Track Tape Day on April 11th recognizes an era that was here and gone in a short 20 years. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. it is a day to remember listening to great music of the 60s and 70s on 8-Track Tapes. Popular from the mid-1960s through the early 1980s, 8-track tapes are a magnetic tape sound recording technology. In 1964, Bill Lear of Learjet Corporation, along with Ampex, Ford Motor Company, General Motors, Motorola, and RCA, created the 8-track tape. Also known as Stereo 8, the first player was released in 1965. In September of 1965, Ford Motor Company introduced factory-installed and dealer-installed 8-track tape players as an option to buyers on three of its 1966 models, the Thunderbird, Mustang, and Lincoln. In addition, Ford offered an 8-track tape player in all of its vehicles as an upgrade option on the 1967 model. 
Through the 1980s, optional 8-track players were available in many cars and trucks. 8-track cartridges were phased out in the retail stores in the United States by late, by late 1982. Mm-hmm. However, some titles were still available as 8-track tapes through various mail-order clubs until late 1988. Many of the late-period 8-track tape releases are highly collectible today. So to observe... 8-track day, listen to your 8-track tapes if you have any, share your favorite ones, post a memory about playing 8-tracks, and share your enthusiasm for 8-tracks and what makes you collect them. Now I'm going to say 8-tracks are before me, <laughs> so um, they were still around when I was a kid, Like, but yeah, 19, by 1982 they were gone, like cassettes were the thing. But he still, um, were, he still were alive. I yeah, but, but I don't have like... Like I said, like it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't an influential part of my life. Like cassettes, influential part of my life. I can. I know everything about you know cassettes because man, I used those forever until CDs came out. So what the heck isn't so eight, the difference? Well, okay. So so an eight track. Okay, so a cassette is a reel to reel, right? It's got uh-huh. a little spool on one side, a little spool on the other. It goes back and forth, and you can flip it over. It plays half the track on one half of the tape. And you flip it over, and it'll play half the track on the other half of the tape going the other way, right? Okay. That's what a cassette, the way a cassette works. Eight track, and I had to take them apart. Like, when I understood this, I was like, no, have to take apart, because this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> An eight track plays a couple, a certain number of tracks on one side, and it shifts to whatever the re- reader head is on the one side, and then plays plays it on the other side, the going, but it doesn't go the other way like you're thinking it does. But here's what's crazy about it: an eight track is one spool. It is one Mobius length spool that feeds from the outside up to the reader, comes all the way back down to the inside of the spool. So it's just one continuous loop. Okay. The the benefit to it over cassette is there isn't <laughs> so because if you skip tracks like eight tracks are called eight tracks because you can click to get up to eight tracks four going one way four going the other way right mm-hmm. um but you can't have it at the beginning of a song like there's no you don't click the next track it's not like you hit a cd and hit the fast forward it just wherever it is on the spool in that spool to the next thing. So if you're trying to listen to your favorite song, you you can end up like you know a minute or two into that song. So eight tracks they're they're not audio better. They weren't. There's no quality better than cassettes to them. So there was when when cassettes came out, it was really okay. This is where eight tracks die. You know because. They, and they and you could record. I remember my parents had the red ones. I think they're called Una Eights, which are you could where you could do the recording. But it was the same thing, so it would be in the middle of it. Imagine like you you put in a disc right now, and it's going to start from where it's going to start. Tough, and you want to go to a different chapter. It's going to be somewhere random in that chapter, depending on where you <laughs> are in the first no chapter. Sense to me. <laughs> well, you know what? But here's the thing: it was it was a big step up because. It's not like you could have a vinyl uh, record player in your car. Mm-hmm. So you had an option of you had records at home or wherever you were to listen to. Or in your car, you had a radio. That was it. You know, so this was the first, holy crud, I have a way to listen to music in my car. You know, so that I want to listen to versus the radio, which was the beginning of the downfall of radio. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And for anybody who's like, oh, you know, radio, look, it took 50 years for radio to be almost where it is, moot today, right? Mm -hmm. That's a good run, you know? (laughs) Seriously. I mean, it's like when you think about it, radio and newspaper, they had a good run. Yeah. So, and it's like, now it's like, okay, now things have moved on and, you know, that that's just where it is. But yeah, eight tracks are a little bit before me as far as influence goes. But I remember just stacks and stacks and stacks of them. I can get them for like 10 cents each at the thrift store because, you know, I was a thrift store kid because of course <laughs> I was. So, but no, that's, I, I like that. And if you want to, you know, if you have any memories about eight tracks or anything like that, definitely let us know. We'd love to hear it. I, you know, like I said, I don't have any like one eight track that was like my favorite to listen to that I listened to till it fell off. Or if you feel like, well, you know what? I think eight tracks are going to make a comeback or whatever. Hey, let us know for sure. Okay. And we have our second day or what's, what's our, what's our, what's our day for this or what's, what's this day's what else? Hi, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm still trying to wake up. (laughs) So uh, it is national pet day. So National Pet Day on April 11th dedicates the day to those pets who may not always get the companionship and attention pets deserves. Pets deserve. While loving our pets is something we do every day, the observance encourages helping out orphaned pet companions. It will improve their health and enhance their opportunities for adoption. Sometimes their human companions aren't well. Making sure their forever furry friends are receiving the best care, the best of care will help relieve stress and worry. National Pet Day is an excellent time to do a few checks for your pets. Go through your forever family members' toys. Throw away any items that are no longer safe. Maintain your pet-friendly home. Keep cords and toxins secure from your four-legged furry friends. This includes phone chargers. Verify when vaccinations are due and schedule an appointment to update if they are due. And check collars to ensure tags are secure and numbers are current. We sometimes forget to update this information when we move or change numbers. So to observe National Pet Day, take supplies to those pets in shelters. Help a friend with pets who with a pet who is recovering from an illness. Adopt a pet or give your pets extra love with a bath and a good smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's always the worst thing. Yeah, the smell <laughs> of wet if animal. You have, yeah, if you have uh, dogs with long fur, I don't know how you do it. Because like we we have to cut Sky's fur, especially out here because it gets so hot. Mm-hmm. She was she's a snow dog. The few couple of times we got the snow, oh, oh my gosh, so she was she so happy. Snow. That's like the only thing that sucks about her being car sick is like that's just all that I want to do is just go somewhere where there's snow, just mm-hmm. so you can run around because she was so driver to Arizona or when it snows in New Mexico type things. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's, ugh, when it when it was when we had that freeze and we had all that snow piled up. She was rolling around in it, digging her nose, running, running sideways in it, all the things. Like she literally was rolling around in it, just covering herself in that snow. She was so happy; it was so cute. And then it makes me like, and I'm like so curious to see like how Roxy would react because she's Mm -hmm. not she she's not uh, she's not a short hair dog, but she's not a long hair dog. Like she's that weird in between because of what mix she is. So like I keep her her fur shorter because it she just looks more put together and like she's not homeless <laughs> when when I keep up on on giving her her uh grooming but uh <laughs> she she's such a weird in between mm-hmm. like with everything 
she's super scared of things but like also decides she's gonna be bold with random things and it's hilarious like she i wasn't here for this part but apparently one of the days that nikki had had all three of them outside she saw other group of dogs and chased them off our property yeah that's what she told me and i was just like what the heck <laughs> like so she's like protective of of mm-hmm. us and everything but like my goodness <laughs> she's still such a baby with just like random loud sounds so she's terrified mm-hmm. and so it's just so it's so weird she's such an in-between it's the same thing with water when first we first found her at that lake oh my goodness all she wanted to do was jump in that water and i was like i can't bring you home <laughs> if you're sopping wet but it was too late it was like mm-hmm. whatever but but now she's like i don't know what do you mean go in the water that's weird yeah you're, you're like, gonna have to like, i'm totally like, i've said it there. so yep. many times i'm gonna jump in the water with her yeah because i i want her to because obviously she enjoyed it i think she's just like she just forgot which is mm-hmm. obviously super understanding especially if she is as young as we you know we assume that she is like, oh yeah if she was only around there drinking the water getting in the water because it was the only way to keep her cool kind of thing then like i can understand Eat that a now, crawfish or two yeah, yeah. <laughs> now she's probably like okay well i don't need that like i don't need to water you <laughs> mm-hmm. but no and i'm i'm She's just, I'm, I'm super grateful to have her. <laughs> and I'm, like, now overly protective of her being downstairs if I don't think mm-hmm. anything's clean. Because, my goodness, <laughs> I don't want her to go through what she went through with, you yeah. know, being sick because she ate something. And now I'm like, uh-uh. Like, I, if I'm not sitting down in that living room with her bed right in front of me kind of thing, I'm, she's not just going to be vibing in the living room. Because mm-hmm. I just, it's not a matter of her. She's a dog. She's going to eat things because she's going to eat yeah, things. No, Whether she's no, hungry or not. <laughs> like she's you know happy to be able to have a life where she could eat not because she's hungry but because it tastes good mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know it's we have the other two dogs are like that and we give them that life that's like they're not sitting here starving they're not eating because oh my god i haven't eaten in three days mm-hmm. they're eating because hey that smells good <laughs> so yeah no but because of that it's like yeah it's the same thing that we talked about in unpopular opinions it's not the dog's fault for eating something no. off the ground no. because it smells good <laughs> so and, and i'm gonna say this it, it's it's not an animal's fault for being an animal. Yeah. It, it's it's not a pet's fault for being a pet. You know, we have behind us we have a a little blue pit bull who yeah. just is barking and yelping and whining almost all day. We're not mad at them. We're not mad at the dog. You know, oh, gosh, it's like no. like it's it's literally the owner. I'm 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 two steps away from catching a charge. I mean, I really am. I'm yeah. I'm just this. We I realized Ziggy's gone. Yeah, no. The the other dog that they had with Ziggy is gone. The other dog, the other pit bull that they had um right after that one is gone. They had another black one that used to be back there and it's gone. And now they have this one there and it is they're doing nothing with it. And yeah. I honestly think that they're just breeding they're they're getting for fighting. I I really do because after it, seeing the condition we saw, that Ziggy was we in? saw how Ziggy and got worse. It was when he came over to us gimping and limping that we knew something was wrong. And then he disappeared. Yeah. So it's, you know, these people don't deserve animals. You know, people who think, oh, I'm going to get an animal. It's going to be quality of life better. No, 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 no. Animals, an, a, a dog, a cat, a bird. I have a lifetime investment with Congo. Mm-hmm. Like Congo is going to live with me unless he eats something or does something stupid, which would make sense. He's my bird. Um, <laughs> you know. He, he and I are, are that's that's it. And it's like, and I've broke up with pe- girls over Congo. They're like, oh, no, I it literally had a girl. I go, oh, what, 
Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I remember her name now. Um, who literally said, well, honestly, it, it's going to come down to it's either your parrot or me. And I'm like, okay, well, have a good life. Seriously? Yes. Because I don't throw animals away. I don't look at them as an enhancement to my life. I look at them as a responsibility to my life. In fact, there's going to be changes that are going on here because I'm tired of my dog being in a crate. I'm sick of it. She doesn't deserve it. She doesn't need it. And it's like, it's going to change. So, you know, that's just, it is, it is what it is. And if anybody doesn't like it, I don't care. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I, I'm done, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, when it comes to your animals, you know, love them. Yeah. <laughs> They're gosh. a part of the family. Really? You don't get an animal because you look at it as oh, that's my pet, and show it off because it's your pet. Great. If you it, want that, get fish. Yeah. Like, seriously. The fish they're. are stupid. The <laughs> fish aren't a part of the family. They don't, they, they, don't, they don't know. <laughs> if you have fish, I mean, hey, if you love your fish like everything else, mm-hmm. then sure, then that's a part of the family to you. But for the majority of people out there, it's a fish. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't care whether you feed it or not. It's going to find something to eat or it's just going to croak over, and you're going to be like, oh, no, my yeah. fish died. <laughs> either, either love your animals or don't have your animals. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Who's your favorite pet? Who's your favorite memory? Tell us. We want to know. Mm-hmm. Like, we absolutely want to know these things. We think that this is the kind of stuff that we we find amazing because, like, for me, I, I don't have any one. But currently, yeah. right now, I have I have Congo. That's my parrot. But I also have Skye. She's my puppy. Jack-Jack, he wasn't my <laughs> dog, but, man, that guy loves me no matter what. I mean, jeez, yep. he won't. And, and it's like, and just so you know, I absolutely treat him with nothing but love. I don't. I've never been like, ugh. I I tease about him like, oh, why are you touching me? Oh yeah, no, no. He still gets all up oh, in your face, yeah, and you give him all it. the pets, absolutely. and he's all I happy. Do. I do. I love all of our animals, including my daughters. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And make sure to visit our newly made website www.stupidpodcastoneverything.com <laughs> so peace out with your peace out bye